Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, hello everyone. This is Suzanne Knabenikol from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science snippets. The purpose of Police Science Doctor is just to bring research findings in police science, evidence-based policing, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, criminology, all those kinds of fields closer to the people who are actually doing the work, the frontline law enforcement officers, the back office support officers, investigators, civilians, everyone working in the fields. I don't think there's a good enough channel of communication and direct contact between those two and something this is just something that I try to make a little bit better at least. And part of my strategy for this is to publish these weekly police science snippets. So I go through lots of journal articles with newly published research or research that is older in very few cases. And I try to find something that you guys can hopefully somehow put into use straight away, something that's not too abstract or not too specific. And then I send these out to everyone who's on the Police Science Doctor email list already. You get them for free into your inbox every Tuesday with a link to the original research article. And I also come onto social media as I do now to explain them a little bit and put them into context. So this is number 136, um, which means I've been long, doing this for a long time, but I do get emails from you guys telling me that you're finding them useful, so I will carry on doing them as long as I can, hopefully. The first snippet for this week, and there's a lot of text in these snippets today, so I'm going to be reading out a lot, is about sketching and recall. So this is when in, police interview someone, a suspect or witness or victim, and whilst they're describing something that happened, something they've experienced and seen, they are also asking them to make drawings. An experiment compared sketching and speaking separately with sketching and speaking synchronously, synchronously uh, to determine which recall method gathered the most information and elicited the most cues to deceit. Truth tellers included more details than lie tellers in their verbal statements, but not in their sketches. Conversely, truth tellers included more people than lie tellers in their sketches, but not in their verbal responses. Sketching and speaking synchronously at the same time emerged as the most beneficial method for information gathering, because this research had three groups. One group was asked to do the sketches first and then answer questions. The other group was asked to answer questions first, then do sketches, and the third group was asked to do to the sketches and the, um, and the responding at the same time. And it turns out that when it comes to information gathering, actually asking them to do everything at the same time, asking them questions, inviting them to do sketches and to draw whilst they're answering, reveal, produces the most information. So this is obviously relevant to anyone who interviews people, victims, witnesses, suspects. The second snippet for today is about the value of police secondment. So I'm not sure if the term secondment is the same around the world. Here, what it means is that you can be a civilian or police officer and for a certain amount of time you can be posted or asked to work somewhere else. This could be in a different department within your organization or it could be a different organization. So for example, when I worked at the police, um, people could be seconded perhaps to the, I don't know, to the home office or to the um, inspectorate of the police and work in a completely different organization and then come back hopefully having learned a lot of new things um, that they can then bring into their role. So this research found that the benefits of posting and secondments are 
that individuals develop their knowledge and skills and organizations benefit from more effective and informed leaders. But areas for improvement are considering where and when knowledge and skills can be created and used. So we know whom do you post where. Um, integrating secondments, so that should happen more clearly into, it should be clearly, more clearly integrated into career management. There should be regular opportunities for check-ins um, to see how the person is doing and what they're achieving and perhaps if there are any issues. And also for feeding new ideas back into the home organization. And there should be a proactive re-entry enabling debriefing and ensuring that others can benefit from the new knowledge identified because there's not that much point in you know sending someone off to secondment then they're coming back and you know they've learned a great deal but actually if the benefit if the organization doesn't benefit from that as well um they've missed a trick there and the last and third snippet for this week again they're very wordy this week for some reason um oh by the way the the first article about sketching and recall, thank you very much to um, my colleague Jack Moss, who made me aware of the article. It's great when you guys send them in because it's not always easy to find them. The second one about the secondments was sent in by Kevin Scott, a colleague from Australia. Um, right, and so thank you for that, guys, and keep them coming. It's not that easy to find something that I can present here every week. Uh, the third article is about PTSD symptoms following victimization, PTSD being post-traumatic stress disorder. Among adolescents and young adults in a U.S. college, it was found that men reported significantly more physical assaults, gun victimizations, and knife victimizations than women. Black participants reported significantly more gun victimization than all other groups, and Black, white, and Asian participants reported significantly more physical assault experiences than Latin. It says Latinx. Um, I'm not that familiar with this term. I have seen it before. Um, I don't know if it's pronounced Latinx or not. Please, somebody maybe can leave a comment and let me know. Um, more, ex more physical assault experience than Latinx participants. Individuals victimized by physical assault or by gun victimization were more than twice as likely to report clinically significant PTSD symptoms than individuals without such experiences, even after adjusting for demographic differences. So these are young people um, in the college, adolescents and young adults. Um, and they have these gender differences and they also have these ethnicity differences to being exposed to violence, which reminds me of a talk I heard from Professor Lawrence Sherman, who now works as the first chief scientific officer at the London Police, um, the London Metropolitan Police in England, um, who said that actually black people are under-policed. They're not protected enough by the police because they have much higher rates of victimization than white people. Um, it's an interesting contribution to the debate on whether there's over-policing of um, ethnic minority communities, but actually if we are protecting them enough, you know, we're not getting something right. So let me know what you think about this. Uh, you know, black, black, especially black, young black people, are they being over-policed or under-policed? How can we protect them better without making them feel more ostracized, without making them feel more singled out for enforcement? How can we actually show support and protection more efficiently, more effectively. So these were the snippets of this week. More to come next week as usual. I hope that there was something of use to you. Obviously, this depends on their role, and I'm completely aware that I can't find something every week that will fit everybody's role profile and interests and what they're doing. But keep tuning in. If you are interested in getting these into your inbox, it's very simple. Just Google Police Science go to the website Police Science Doctor, enter your details into the form that pops up, or you'll find the form at the bottom of each page and you'll be added to the email list. That's a free service. You can obviously leave as um, 
as soon as you want as well. Um, but you will also get access to the read page. So there's a learn, watch, listen and read page on the website and the read page hosts all the previous PDFs of the previous week's snippets and also some of the videos transcripts. So you can only join, uh, you can only gain something from joining, you can't lose out really. So hope to see you on the list soon and I'll see you again next week with the further installment of Police Science Snippets. Until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.